morning, everyone. Good morning. This is Woog and Berry coming to you from the town and country in sunny Strathfield. It is quite sunny today, isn't it? Mm. It's quite still, actually. A bit muggy. steamy. Muggy. Steamy's not my weather. No, it doesn't do much for I'm me. I'm not a happy person in summer. Well, I think because we are, we're, we're off that age now where we're running an internal thermostat. <laughs> we talk about that at some point. Can uh, we? I'd like to touch on that. I've actually got, I've got it written down in my notes because you oh, know I like yes, a note and yes, a list. you like a list. And um, one of my dot points was getting old. Getting old. It's not pleasant. Do you know, well, apart from the physical manif- manifestations, I was driving along the other day listening to one of those easy listening stations. Love it. And uh, singing along to every single song. Love it. And, uh, and then I realised this thought just came into my head of like, I really need to get some Neil Diamond. I love Neil Diamond. It's not right, Woog. Um, Neil Diamond... I um, grew up with Neil Diamond on my parents' turntable. Yeah. Hot August nights. And I used to sing along with that. And so I think it's just a bit nostalgic. So you yeah. can say, it takes you back to a time where simpler time and life wasn't <laughs> so complicated. Yes. And I'd like to um, touch on the fact that in the last month I have got multifocal glasses mm-hmm. and uh, I've also got – well, this has been around for a while – on early onset signs of arthritis. Oh. <laughs> in my thumbs and big toes, people. It's not pleasant. Are you taking some fish oil? Oh, I, look, the amount of supplements that I take is that I'm used to, I used to mock my mother and the number of tablets she takes. And look at me now. Well, can I tell you something that I've discovered, Kim, is that you spend all this time having babies and then nature tries to turn you into a man. Facial hair. What's with that? The beard. We had an interesting conversation on the way to the town and country today. If you had a do-over, would you choose to come back as a man or a woman? I'm coming back as a man. All that wanking. It must be pleasurable. <laughs> I'm going to come back as a man because I've done the woman thing. I've done the woman thing. But I'm yeah. going to come back as a gay man. Really? Yeah. I do like the idea of grooming in a man. You know, well, lack you of. just sort of shave and put on, whack on a bit of aftershave, a nice suit and you're done. And I see, but you just put a t-shirt on, like, and you don't have to jazz yourself up with jewellery and mm, true. ornaments. Well, true. You have gadgets though instead. Yeah, you do. Nothing like a gadget. And you can leave your um, leave your tea bag in the sink mm, because yeah. you know someone will pick that up. <laughs> you know that I'm a fan of leaving the tea bag in the sink. Yes, that's. I'm you with your husband. I'm with your husband oh, on he that. He is awful. It's, he is awful. It's so, I lose my. Shit. And there's a level of deep satisfaction when I get to the end of the day, and there is like I don't know five tea bags. It's like, yeah, nailed it today. Gosh, you get, you've got to get out more. <laughs> you have to get out more. Have you hey, been anywhere? Talking. F- oh yes. Talking about getting out more. I haven't got out more at all. Because um, you've been finding love online. <laughs> I am on a number of different online dating services. Can we give our readers a bit of background as to why you're okay, online? Okay, so, so as we are touched on in our earlier episodes, I underwent quite the family realignment last year. So it's clocked up over a year now. So, you know, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. So when you say family realignment, you're actually minus one member of the original clan. <laughs> yes, one of the founding members. <laughs> One of the co-founders of the Berry Brigade. Decided that, no, no more, I'm out of here. Yeah, and, see you uh, later. And so it's a smaller team, Berry, now. Yeah. But we're more, still a team. But it's more functional and it's more efficient, I believe. And we have cats. And you have cats. Yes. Tell us about your online dating, Kim. I thought, I thought this week I'd just touch on some highlights just from the past week. 
So this isn't even, you know. This is fresh stuff. This is fresh. There was Mark. Yep. And uh, he was keen on finding sexual fulfilment. And he t- typically spends his leisure time watching porn and surfing the net. <laughs> and did you uh, connect with him? What a keeper. <laughs> what a catch. And where was Mark from? Uh, didn't say, actually. Age? Oh, now you've got me. Oh, he was in his 40s. Was he a cute no. masturbator? No. No. So, yeah, he needs, he needs a lesson in marketing, that man. Mark needs marketing. I tell you what was even more alarming was the guy on Tinder who posted as one of his pictures his official family portrait, like with the wife. <laughs> with the wife and the three kids. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, like... What is that wow. about? Uh, like, and then I thought maybe I'm maybe I'm being too um, too narrow minded. Maybe they're actually it's a couple. Maybe yeah, they're looking. But that sounds like so much you know. effort. Oh, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Two, oh, three to look after bed. two other yeah. people. Well, like, it's not happening. Um, and I've got a, and I basically have a theory that every single profile on any platform that has no pictures married. Do we go down the path of telling the story about a friend of ours who found a certain co-founder of Berry on Tinder one day? Oh, do we go there? I don't think so. I don't think we need to tell no, them about that, do no, you? No, let's not go there. But um, and so they're just they're just I a couple Tinder. of snippets from this this past week. But there are some um, there are some other deal breakers for me. Yeah, if they talk about my lady. <laughs> I treat my lady nice, you know. Uh, and if they use the word, um, if they say that their sense of humour is um, quirky. Yeah. You mean that he's just a dickhead? He's just racist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I know. Isn't there a lot of that in the news at the Ooh, moment? I know. We I are a racist country. I mean, we used to be, like, you know, we were the model of multiculturalism Two decades ago, Mm-mm-mm. three decades ago. Do you reckon? Yeah, we no, were, I don't we think did so. it really well. No, we Ooh. did. We welcomed. We welcomed everyone. There was no yeah, but none of the rage that's around at the moment. Well, I don't know about that because think about when the boat when the boat people from um, Vietnam and Cambodia sort of arrived. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of there was a lot of dark rumblings around that. I think now there's more of there's a bigger vehicle for those that have got you know who are racist to really foghorn their their opinions. I know, and it makes me so sad. Yeah, it does, because different cultures into your own society only serve to enrich it. Yeah, absolutely. And it might and it might take time, but if you've come from a, a a country or a situation where pretty much all you've known is conflict, mm. and in the case of a lot of children coming here, that's the case, mm. then we should be giving them a bit of time to just find their feet and go, okay, what's, you know. I mean, there is no easy answer. No easy answer. Because if there was, we would have got there. Bored now, moving on. <laughs> that's our official segue. Uh, Bored now. Things you know that are in your house that you can never find. Um, my husband's thongs. Have you seen my thongs? Can you help me find my thongs? 
that is something I can never yeah. find the toe, the nail clippers. Ah, uh, nail clippers. Yeah, they I top can, the list. I can never find the scissors, the good scissors. Yeah, the good scissors. Now, in my family, there are scissors, and then there's the good scissors. Yeah, and that's. From my parents, my mum had the good scissors. Mm. They were for sewing. For so sewing. You're and so she used to have them in um, like the Quality Streets tin, you know, in the with the sewing. And if you use those good scissors to cut up something for your homework, God strike me dead, you're in trouble. <laughs> super glue? Yeah, I don't even think we have that. I reckon there's eight tubes of super glue in my house and I would not know where one of them was. Can I tell you something that um, I did once that I'm not proud of, but I kind of am now? Yeah. I bought a label Go maker. On. Yeah. And I labelled everything. Like, I just went on this crazy, like, and then I labelled, made a label that said label maker and I put it on the label maker. Yeah. That's alarm bells ringing right there. I thought I needed to sort of have a bit of a pivot change of lifestyle then. And that's when I, yeah. I was I was at home with small kids. There wasn't much going yeah, on. Yeah, I was going to say you needed matter. to get out more. And then as soon as I labelled the label maker, I said it's time to uh, put that baby some, to bed. Make some changes. Make some changes, <laughs> Mrs. Wig. This is yeah. This is not the right path for you. Sticky tape. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's in the glove box of the car. Really? Yeah. So you do know where it I is. I know where that is. That's ridiculous. I know. And I leave it there now because when I need to wrap something. I take it in the out car. to the car and so I put it back in the glove box. Mm. Erasers, you know, like rubber. Yeah, I know where I that is. I need a rubber. I know where that is. There's no rubbers. And I'm like, I bought like six at the beginning. I think you live a, quite a chaotic life. My house is not that tidy. <laughs> I actually walked through my living room yesterday and said, why is there so much shit everywhere? Do you know what I do when I get the shits? I walk around with the basket. I pick up everything and put it in the laundry basket and I put the laundry basket on the table and I said, you've got 10 minutes. And whatever is left over in the laundry basket, I put in the bin. Do it. I run my place with a tight, tight, <laughs> And tight can I just trip. say her house is just pristine? Yes, it's... because I don't have shit. I don't have stuff. No. I don't have stuff. No. I don't collect. My kids don't play with toys. They're outside the whole time. Oh. Bored now. Yeah, bored now. Moving on. Um, what should we talk about now? I think we should have a break. Yeah, let's have a break. Okay, see you in a minute. Hello and welcome back to the Wooganberry podcast. Coming from you, coming at you from the Town and Country Motel in Strathfield, I wonder if this would be considered a five-star establishment. I really think it probably depends who you are. Okay. Yeah. So if you're Kim Kardashian, <laughs> I, maybe she, maybe she would think that it was retro and therefore and kind of cute. Yeah. The gym, I, I saw the gym facilities here; they're outstanding. Oh. Speaking of which, how's your exercise going? I'm not exercising at the moment. I'm having a uh, my having my, a break um, from training. <laughs> are you? <laughs> so I have. Uh, I've got a love-hate relationship with exercise. And when I get into it, I get into it. Yeah, you do. You get obsessed. I'm sort of all or nothing. Yeah. Um, I remember when you used to be a runner. A runner. I used to jog and I used to do CrossFit. Remember when you did Tough Mudder or you talked about No, I was going to do Tough Mudder. Mudder, but I was doing CrossFit. And then I really damaged my back doing yeah. kettlebells at CrossFit. <laughs> and then the chiropractor that everyone at the gym 
told me I had to go and see herniated disc in my back. Oh, and that started a long line of issues. So then there was the emergency back surgery and then the further two surgeries because I infested a nice staph staph infection. Yeah. And I really have been a bit too nervous to do anything since. That's a great excuse though. It is, isn't it? Yeah. I can't exercise. I broke my back. I broke my back (laughs) exercising. (laughs) Well, I've been exercising um, twice a week now for the last three years. I have to pay somebody to come to my house um, because otherwise I just would not go. Yeah. I, I hate it. Yeah. I can't stand it. I just think, you know, and there's been twice that I've had an endorphin rush and I kind of got it. I was like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> but the other times it's no. no. And, and how long have you been doing it? For three years, twice a week. <laughs> As I said, she has to come to my house, otherwise I won't go. That is and ridiculous. Sort of, You're meant to start getting the endorphin rush was, after about four weeks. Yeah. Like four weeks forms the habit, apparently. Um, and she'll say, okay, now we're going to do this. And I'll just go, no. <laughs> I'm not doing that. And she'll go, like, we're... we're you can't really argue with no. someone who says I'm not doing that. Yeah, I guess. That's I a bit like um that's a bit like some of the contestants who've been on uh the last round of um what's that fat show? Biggest Loser. Yeah. And you know, these are these are some very big people who have put themselves forward to be on a show that they would have watched because it's been on long enough who then refuse to do the training. It's like you know, and then would get upset when they didn't lose the most that week. It's mm. like... That's a bit extreme, though. I think that's... Sh- and stupid. That, <laughs> that show is a bit extreme. And, yeah. like, I'm not going to go down the Michelle Bridges road. Oh, every year I s- sort of watch it and I think, okay, I'm going to... Uh, this is going to be the start of my weight loss. I'm going to... So by the end of Biggest Loser, like... I'm going to be can't, that thin. Because I basically can't tolerate the thought that they're going to be... Way less than I am when they start off like that, and I've probably I've probably had that attitude for about five years. Yeah, and how much weight have you lost? Ah, oh, no, 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 no. It's a nice thought, though. Yeah, it's a good plan in theory. Yeah, the yeah. practice. And I like food. I love food. Like what? Pastry. Pastry. Can we talk about pastry? Is one of my favourite five food groups. Yeah, tell me about sausage rollio. Okay, sausage rollio was something that I um, recently invented. Um, there was talk a while back that personal blogging was dead and mummy blogging was dead and all of this stuff. So I started to lament the fact, I'm thinking, how can I stay relevant and how can I create content that's relevant now that I don't have a platform? Yes. So a friend of mine, Paul, suggested that I made up a diet or did, did like became a health <laughs> blog. He said pivot into health blogging. Pivot. I, I said, Pivot yes. into health blogging. How I good's like that? It. Because, you know, every man and their dog now has a special diet. Mm. So I came up with sausage rollio, which is a diet based around sausage rolls. Oh, God, I love a sausage roll. Yeah, but not one from the, like, 7-Eleven. No. And I think you can determine the quality of a bread shop or a patisserie off, the, off their sausage roll. Mm. If the sausage roll is good, everything else And apparently the vanilla slice. I've heard. Yes. On the round the yes. traps. But there is sausage rolls and there are sausage rolls. There can be a lot of things that can go into go the into sausage roll yeah. diet. Um, you, you could, could even do vegetarian. vegetarian. But it all encased in pastry. And um, I think I'm on a winner there. What do you think? Oh, Would you join the sausage roll movement? I am, I am so on board. Okay, so I'm going to soft. I'm just going to launch this quite softly and then I'm going to follow up with a 12-week program. Oh. 
which she can pay installments, yeah. and they're going to put a series of ebooks out, <laughs> and then hopefully look at doing um, a reality show. Oh, so that would be so. Good. I mean, personal blogging's dead, baby, but I've got the next chapter all yeah. mapped out. Sausage Rollio. Sausage Rollio. And you know what? I reckon if you're still doing huffy puffy twice a week, yeah, and sausage Rollio, yeah, good to go. And you don't have to have a cheat day. Um, I mean, you don't have to have a fasting day. No with sausage Rollio. No. Um, speaking of sausage rolls, for the better part of a decade, maybe longer, I have been lamenting the lack of a decent patisserie or French bakery in my locale. I saw something about this. You've got some good news to share with us, Kim, I, I believe. Do. French bakery opened within walking distance. <laughs> What was your first thing you bought there? Uh, it was called, it's a Kringle, which is like oh, a ginormous yes. pastry, like Danish. But About the size of a dinner plate? Yep. That. Did you um, down it by yourself? No, I actually had a couple of... You had an assistant. I did have a couple of assistants. Yeah. And strawberry tart. Uh-huh. And uh, Napo- Napolitan, which is like a French, French, a French vanilla slice, so it's got... Pastry, custard, pastry, custard, top, icing. And then another version of that, but with a creme patisserie instead of the custard. And what's the price point like at this joint? Oh, who cares? <laughs> Hang the expense. <laughs> Do you know what I can walk to from where I live? The boozer, the bottle shop. Oh, God. See, that that's deadly too. Actually, yeah, that's deadly. Yeah. But next to the bottle shop, is also a very good bakery oh. that makes very good sausage rollios. Oh. I know. I don't even have to leave the house some days. I'll just tot up the bottle, road. Bottle of bubbles. Why am I in Strathfield, for God's sake? <laughs> I wonder if there's a good patisserie around Adam, the town Adam, is there a good patisserie around the town and country? No. There's a Dan Murphy's. There's a Dan Murphy's. There's a Dan Murphy's. You could get that in a packet of salt and vinegar chips, chips. and you'd be sorted. That's the afternoon tea. Yeah. Okay, yeah. bored now. Yeah, bored now. Move on. Uh... Now, oh, I thought I should do a public apology for something I put you through at our, after our last recording. Yes. When we uh, left the town and country uh, after our last um, session, we were gabbing so hard that we didn't really pay any attention to where... Did I... Um, we weren't paying any attention to where we were driving. And so we... Uh, I reached a point where I went... I. I don't think this is right. <laughs> so I looked at the map and said, no, we're going to the city. So Avoid, you know, avoid, avoid. Yeah, bloody, bloody, blah, blah, blah. We're then heading over... Uh, the Gladesville Bridge. Yes, which is very tall, quite long. And has and, very low sides. Yes, and no sides, which I found quite surprising that they haven't put up big, you know, metal barbed wire sort of edging. Anyway, so we're driving along and I went, gosh... Look how high this bridge goes. You could just jump off it. And meanwhile, ding, Kate... Ding, 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 Kate has assumed the crash position. <laughs> because there are all my trigger words. Triggers. Kate's Height, anxiety bridge, Jumping off. I just hate heights. And as we're going over the bridge, I'm going, keep cool. That's all right. Don't look over the side. Don't look over the side. <laughs> and then she says that. And of course, I just go, great, Kim. Yeah. Thanks so much. It reminds me of a time once that um, I was on Channel 7 and we'd been pre... What do they do it when you're recording? Pre-record. Pre-recording these segments and this day we were going live and I was like... 
okay, 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 okay. And then my friend Bev, just as they were about to go, three, two, one, she goes, don't panic. <laughs> so what do you think I did? Which is code for panic. Oh, flew into a panic. Um, they started talking and you know what, I, what my, my serious, my thought process was, I'm just going to do the drop and roll. Drop. <laughs> just going to drop down and roll off the stage and then they won't even know that I was there. Hey, do you remember um, in one of our earlier uh, podcasts, we talked about one of the comments from your reader about being the anxiety she gets about going into a yes. party? Yes, 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 yes. I've been thinking about that ever since and I felt that we didn't do justice to her concerns. Okay, well, why don't we address that when we come back after this What break? a lovely idea. And we're back. And we're back. Welcome. We're just going to touch a little bit more on, on the anxiety yeah. front. Um, so now, we did. We, had... we, we touched on it in our last in our last stump podcast and then Woogs actually had to go to a function on her own. And how did that go? Well, I, I wrote about it earlier if, you, if you've caught it on the blog, but... Um, I have there's a couple of things that you can do if you're going if you're an anxious person and you're going to an event and you're on your own or you don't, you don't know very many people mm. one is don't arrive on time yeah so make sure that there is already plenty of people in the room because there is nothing sort of worse than being there first and then you're like <laughs> and then people come in so make sure that the party is well underway arrive in because everyone's really busy grab a drink and walk up to a group of people who look nice yes you know Older people are really good at chatting. Yeah. So I, I just turned up, walked up to this couple talking to this other girl and I said, look, I just don't know anyone here. Do you mind if I hang out with you for a while? And they were like, sure, because if you think about it, if you were there standing with some people yep. and a person came up and said, look, I don't know anyone. Do you mind if I hang out with you? What would you say? You'd say sure. Of course you can. You it's, know. Not, it's not the schoolyard in year four or no, year nine. No. This is, so, you know, we're grown-ups so now. So it turns out that I... Um, I I can't remember his name, but he was an author with Alan and Unwin, whose party I was at, and he is the senior historian at the War Memorial down in Canberra. Oh. So it's quite an interesting fellow, and he's yeah. written a lot of books on war and peace, and his wife was really interesting. So you make these connections with people. He gave me a lot of advice about launching my book, which is coming out in March, and his nice advice plan. to me was to get someone really well known to launch it because then you get a lot of press. So I didn't, even, I don't even think like that, you know. Yeah. I don't even think like that. I said to him, "So who launched your book?" And he said, "Tony Abbott." <sighs> oh. So then he said to me, <laughs> "Then he said, oh, it gets better." And then he said to me, um, "What's your book about?" And I told him it was about education. And he said, "You should get Christopher Pine to launch it." And I was like, "Dude, if you only knew uh, Christopher Pine, if you really knew what was in this book, the, mince, the mincing poodle, the as mincing Julia poodle. Gillard used to call him, the fixer, the fixer, I fix things, the fixer. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm a fixer, I'm a fixer. But anyway, yes, never to say that he's not going to be launching my book. Yes, but those are my tips for walking into a room if you don't know anyone, and it's Christmas coming up, and it's all festive, and I know what it's like to yeah. have anxious thoughts." And just do it. And the other thing to do that I've been taught is when the anxiety starts to grip you is to use a bit of just cognitive therapy mm-hmm. and go, okay, what is it? What's the panic about? Mm-hmm. And it's that I'm not going to know anyone. So what would you do? And exactly what you said, I'll walk up to a group. And what happens if that group says no? Then Tell you... them all they're, they're all fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like you're all fucking assholes. Yeah. And then go up to someone else. But really, when you play it out in your yeah. brain, the worst case scenario is actually generally not that bad. Yeah. Like 
you're not going to be tied down you to train tracks. You and I know this because we've been through the years of being able to sort this out. But it yeah. really is a great place to start is looking at the worst case scenario, telling that your mind is tr- actually tricking you, that this isn't actually going to be that bad. That's anyway, right. I rolled, positively rolled out of the joint at 9.30. <laughs> Bloody off my trolley I was because of the heat. It, What's with the oh, heat? I'm so... Look... I am a winter person. I have been born in the wrong city, in the wrong country. In the I wrong just, era. In the wrong era. <laughs> it just, it slays me. I just don't cope. I'm permanently cranky from basically November through to April. Do you don a swimsuit often? So I'm basically, as part of my, you know, the whole vengeful weight loss campaign, yes. refusing to put on a swimsuit till I lose another five kilos. Yeah. I live one block from the beach, so that could be tricky. Mm -hmm. I have one swimsuit that currently fits that is just obscenely ugly. What what colour? A sort of light bluey turquoise colour, which was an impulse buy at Rebel Sport because it was on sale. (laughs) It was on sale and, you know, I'm the ultimate cheapskate. uh, But I did buy one last year on Easy Buy. I should get... We should get sponsorship from them. The easy buy, buy, easy buy, and I um, spends it was a lot one of you. the it was one of the suck it in, you know, super yeah. suits. Well, it's got to go somewhere though. It's with those suck it in super suits. And let me just say that I basically have to dislocate my shoulders to get uh, myself into it. And then once it is on, I look like a sausage bursting from its casing. Sausage rollio. Sausage rollio would fix it. Toot sweet. I um, buy my swimmers. I get them. It's called a miracle suit, yeah, and it's so expensive. I don't care. Like <laughs> honestly, I I can't get around. It's a boob thing again. Yeah, I have to have some support there. Yeah, but I do look after it. I buy it once and I buy it well, Kim. Right. And I do look after it. I have a black one. Yes. And then every season I will buy another one. Yeah. So I do have an, a, a, quite a nice collection of them now. But um, there's no, there's nothing miracle about them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't look like Elle McPherson. No, no. But, yeah, I think that you've got to get yourself down into the water. Water is so good. Oh, it is, isn't I it? I love it. I love just – I call it dugonging. It's where yep. I get um, – And, well, that's the colour of my swimsuit. It oh, makes okay. me look like a dugong. dugong. Nice. Mm. Um, dugong is my spirit animal. What's yep. yours? Platypus. Okay. <laughs> Without hesitation, Why? I just reckon they're awesome. <laughs> I kind of, I don't think I've ever seen one in real life. Yeah, I have. Yeah, in Tasmania, I you, saw one yeah, in real life. You get in there and ferret around a bit. I suppose you could be a platypus. <laughs> I like a dugong because I just like to loaf around and just you know be yeah. chilled when yeah. I'm not like being anxious about driving across a bridge. Yeah. <laughs> Bored now. Bored now. Hey, um, things you're willing to pay other people to do? Pretty much anything. Really? Yeah. I have a cleaner. Yep. I have an ironing lady. Really? Yeah. I don't own an iron. Wow. Yeah. I'm a bit busy building my empire, man. Oh, well, that's true. That world, world domination doesn't allow for no. cleaning and ironing, does no. it? No. No. But, you know, I still have to do it. The clean only lasts about an hour after the kids get home, and yeah, then it's like true. a bomb site again. Yeah. Um. I if I had a dog, I would pay people to pick up the poo. Really? Yeah. <laughs> dog poo is extremely. But you've got, you've got kids for that. You have kids for that. Yeah. Yeah. As yeah, if they're going to do it. My kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your kids and my kids are cut from the same cloth. <laughs> and you're like, can you go and pick up the dog poo? 
I'll just do it myself. I'm um I'm seriously entertaining the idea of having someone come in and clean my oven. Yeah, I think you can actually hire a specialist to do that. You can. And you know what's even more important for me? What? Is them cleaning the range hood above it. Adam, can you have a look and try and find see if you can find <laughs> someone who cleans an oven? No, Just on the internet, like a, you know, like yeah. an outfit. And Adam, uh, I asked you to do something. <laughs> chop, chop. It. Um, my range hood is so manky that it actually drips no, down. I just don't even want to hear that. Onto disgusting. the stove You're revolting. <laughs> Honestly, I'll pay for that. This I'll making, pay for that. I put this, my hand on my heart. There's your Christmas present. This is making Gross. me sound like a complete I know. rot. I'm not Keep really. Yourself there's pretty. a lot. There's a lot of. There's a lot of stuff in my house, but it is actually clean, apart from the range hood and the oven. Because when you cook things like yeah, my you do sticky supreme cooking, my there. sticky Asian pork ribs this week, they were so. Can you give good. us a quick tour about how that how that happens? Okay, so you cook the pork first on the stovetop, mm-hmm. like just simmer it in water with some star anise, mm-hmm. fancy show pony, <laughs> and uh, some ginger. Yep, and then you make up a marinade of mm-hmm. um, a really thick, sweet. Um, Kepis manis. Kepis manis. <laughs> ginger, uh, honey, and five spice. Mm-hmm. And then you. Any chili in that? Oh, yes. Truckloads of chili. Three okay. teaspoons of chili. And then you just put them, you put them down flat on a tray and you brush the stuff on and you just cook them for about 15, 20 minutes. How many of those bad boys did you knock over? Oh, well, two that night and then two for breakfast. It's, it's basically, it's pork though. It's well, like bacon, it's, fancy it's, bacon. Well, it's meat. It's paleo. Yeah, paleo. Yeah. There you go. There what was you on go. your menu this week? Um, rolled a chine with uh, my oldest yeah. son when we had we were by ourselves. Got a Chinese takeaway. This sweet What's and sour your, pork. Yeah, that your favourite. What uh, else do you get? No, well, it's it's annoying when it's just the two of us because um you can only really get one dish. I, um, I made some burgers this week, and mm. I had a request um, from my husband just yesterday that he that I uh, cook a proper dinner. So that went Ouch. down like a sack of <laughs> shit. Let me tell you tonight. And so what are you um, going to cook tonight? Ah, oh, any ideas? Hashtag not sponsored by Jamie Oliver. But have you tried the Jamie Oliver? Um, it's at Woolworths. It's the sweet pepper beef. No. It's really good. Oh. Yeah. So I'm going to whack that on. Yeah. I'm going to uh, do some Hasselback potatoes as per requested by Horatio, my oldest, yeah. and then some uh, corn and beans. Oh. That's, that's paleo. Martha. It? Martha Stewart you paleo? are. Uh, no, the potatoes aren't. But if I don't use butter or milk... But then that's no. not going to taste very nice. The rest it? of it is. Yeah. But I bet there's a bit of, in Jamie's marinade, I bet there's a bit of wheat and corn flour or yeah. something. That okay, would, so yeah. hashtag not paleo. Yeah. <laughs> but Jamie, if you are listening, there's a high chance that's happening. Uh, well done on that. I really like that that product. I um, Hashtag not sponsored. I make a lot of things out of his 15 and 30 minute meal books. <gasps> Can I pivot yes. just quickly and talk to you pivot. about... Um, okay, I'm going to come back and talk to you about the best cookbook that I've ever read. <gasps> oh, okay. Back. Welcome so back. We to... were left hanging. Words. Right. Yes. Favorite cookbook. My favorite cookbook. I know you could talk for days about cookbooks, oh. <laughs> and I'm going to give you the opportunity to talk about your favorite cookbook. Sure. But I was. Um, I will disclose. I was sent this book by the publisher to have a look at. 
It's Julie Goodwin's new cookbook in how to make takeaway food at home. And it is sensational. Really? I can highly recommend it to anyone who likes food. Yep. And um, she's sectioned up. So she's got Chinese food and fish and chips and uh, Lebanese and like every sort of takeaway oh, wow. that you can think of. She's got recipes that cover off like chicken shop, Portuguese chicken, uh, oh. like really proper burgers. So if oh. you like takeaway food but you want to sort of have a go at making it yeah yeah they've got she's got a recipe for um rainbow beef (gasps) oh we go back a long time rainbow (laughs) beef in kim and i we go back a long way but well shredded beef fried and then coated in a sweet sticky Sticky sauce sauce. what's what is not to love what's not to love paleo no no no, not paleo but if you are looking for a really cool cookbook i can recommend julie goodwin's new cookbook uh, whose name I can't remember. Kim, tell me about your favourite cookbook. Uh, well, I've actually quite a collection that I'm very... Um, oh, proud's not the right word. But um, recent purchases are a book by Deb Perelman, who is an American... Her cookbook is just fabulous. She does great sweets, great savoury. No point with fancy cookbooks, is, uh, unless you're like a collector. Okay, but can I just interrupt for a yes. second? It's called Homemade Takeaway by Julie Goodwin. You can get it through Booktopia at 20% off discount for $31.95. Mm. Uh, I, I was going like to ask you, what do you think about all the drama going on about now, now with um, Nigella and her super simple recipes? Have you read anything about that? Yes, apparently um, she's doing things like cheese on toast and trotting out these really simple things that people are just going, what? (laughs) Do you think think she's had her time in the sun? No. No. Big fan there. I tend to not find a bad word about Nigella. No, she's pretty awesome. And in fact, uh, next year there is going to be, um, it's sort of heading towards the middle of the year apparently, is... uh, basically my biggest girl crush of all time annabelle crab what I would just you do them both. if you if if you had the opportunity to have both of them on this podcast because that i can make that happen oh what, what would you what what would you question what what would you ask them oh i'd just talk to them about <laughs> what their what foods they love what recipes they get the most satisfaction from where their love of cooking started um what they would hope that people who bought their cookbooks took got from it um the whole, Adam, the would whole you mind piece. just shooting off a couple of emails asking <laughs> whether they would both be available to come to the town motel here in Strathfield? Oh, we could probably put on a special chicken schnitzel lunch for hey, them. Hey, we can even sort out the accommodation for those yeah, two. Yeah, look at that. Hey, um, can I just, you know, my this is this week's posting of it's the actual things are. It's all dried. of chilies. Um, you know, a kilo packet of sesame seeds. Kepis manis. Kepis manis. <laughs> Lots of different chilli pastes, but you never... I once bought one which was fabulous. Do you reckon I could even... No. Nah, no, I'm never finding it again. Anyway, I'm standing there looking at these things, looking for the ketchup manis, and this really cute guy comes into the aisle. And cute in the northern beaches where I live kind of way, like sort of a bit scruffy, bit of a beard happening, but nothing too, you Bad. know, gross. And, <laughs> uh, and he goes to sort of get past me. Do you know that Adam has a beard? Yeah, but that's look at his beard. It's lovely and short and and manicured. It's He's when a you handsome get, man. Look it's at that when hair. You, it's when you get to the bush ranger. Yeah, yucky. Things are living in their Bits beards. Of food. That, you know. Yeah. And walked past me, and I went, "Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry." Chinese oh, sorry. accent. Did he say anything Just, to you? He sort of half laughed, 
and oh, I just went, mortified. oh no, and. No, I was just, just not speak. I shouldn't have spoke because then I said, "Oh, you've just caught me trying to read foreign languages." That doesn't even make sense. What? Like what? Look, you know, knees up, gents. Look lively. <laughs> jog it out, jog it out, Kim. Jog it out. I um, Sorry. I was in the city. God, I sound like I live an interesting you life. Get about it, aren't you? Really, is quite dull. <laughs> but I was in the city, and it was a very hot day. This week, and I was I was very well, I was wearing a dress, and I never wear a dress, Ooh. but it was this really cool dress that I got at um, Suzanne. Oh, Suzanne! Suzanne, I like Suzanne. Yeah, Suzanne, and we yeah. can talk about it anyway. So it's got like it's a really plain black dress. It's plain at the front, and the back it's like a piece, and it was a gusty, hot, gusty yes. winds and yep. winds and Those winds, and dry. you know what's going where this is going, don't yeah. you? Straight up over my head. So I got the two coffees. I'm trying to push it down. I was at this advertising agency where all these cool kids were out the front of it. <laughs> and um, I just... Smoking their own, you know, rolled own cigarettes. With, with their beards. And um, I'm screaming. So I made sure that everyone... Heard you. Heard me. Did you have nice undies no, on? No, I didn't have <gasps> yucky beige undies on. No. you got to put your good undies on when you... Well, I don't really, know. really want anyone to see them. To Like, I don't go out thinking, ooh... <laughs> if I, if I I'm, might flash If them. I'm carrying two coffees down the street and a hot gust of wind blows my dress over my head, am I going to be wearing the right underpants? Yeah. It just doesn't cross my mind. No, that's true. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, that's it for another uh, episode. We done? I think we're done. Yeah, I think we're done. Thanks for joining us this week at Woogenberry. 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 We have to really do something about that name. Uh, the ice cream. No, that's the name of our podcast. <laughs> okay, thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next week. See you later. Treat yourself. Bobby thumbed a diesel down just before it rained and rode us all the way into New Orleans. I pulled my harpoon out of my dirty red bandana. I was playing soft while Bobby sang the blues. <laughs> Sang every song that Javin knew. Freedom is just another word.